I guess every time I, we sing that song out of this hymn book, I always think, well, I guess worm is just too strong of a word. The old, the old hymn says, as such a worm as I. And uh, that's what I guess I, I, I always think worm ain't strong enough, a strong enough word. And, um, uh, but I love that hymn. I love that song. And uh, thank you, Brother Randy, uh, this morning and uh, tonight. So I just want to kind of finish off uh, what we've been talking about uh, last couple Sundays. Uh, and then we're going to partake uh, tonight uh, of the Lord's Supper. Uh, so Philippians chapter number four, we're talking about not only um, getting right, but then staying right. Uh, what it takes to stay right. And we talked about uh, last week, we talked about praying right, making sure uh, that our prayer life is uh, uh, where it needs to be. Be careful for nothing in verse uh, number six, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request to be made known unto God. So we need to pray right. If we're going to stay right, we need to pray right. Number two, uh, if we're going to stay right, then we need to, um, uh, then, our, then our hearts need to be right. Uh, every uh, every uh, bad decision, every um, uh, thing that we say that's not right, all these, uh, everything, everything that goes wrong is, 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 is generally a heart problem. And um, where our heart is, there go we. And that's what we are, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. Keep, it, uh, keep your heart with all diligence, because out of it are the issues of life, and that's who we are. So uh, God look, uh, man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. The heart is who we really are, and, um, and uh, God knows who we really are. Our hearts need to be cleansed, made new, kept, and... Uh, our hearts need to be directed, we talked about this morning. So we need to, we need to pray right. Uh, we need to uh, keep our hearts right uh, by keeping our hearts right. And then number three, if we are going to stay right, then we've got to think right. We've got to think right. So he said uh, there in verse number um, seven, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts... Right? Not only your hearts, but your minds. We'll keep your hearts and your minds. And so not only got to keep our hearts right, but we need to keep our, uh, our thoughts right. We've got to keep our thinking right. He not only says to keep your heart in the right place, but he says that we need to keep our minds in the right place as well. In verse number 8, Paul says, Finally, brethren, and then he says, think, think on things that are, think on things that are, think on things that are. What are we thinking? Of? What do we spend our time thinking about? You know what affects our thinking? There's really two areas that are affect our thinking. One is our eyeballs and two is our ears. What we think is often what we put in the portals to our mind. What are the portals to our mind? The things that we watch, the things that we see, and the things that we listen to. They affect the way we think. They affect, and by the way, the way we, the way we think uh, affects our hearts, affects uh, 
who we really are. So we have to be careful on what we um, hear, what we listen to, and what we see. You continuously put garbage in front of you all the time. You're going to think on those things. You continuously listen to garbage all the time. You're going to think on those things. You've heard the saying. You've said the saying. People have said the saying to, saying to you, birds of a feather, they flock together, right? And so uh, what does that mean? It means the people that you hang out with affect your life. You know, sometimes... I don't know if you ever said this when you were a child or when you were a kid or when you were a teenager. When I grow up, I'm going to be nothing like my parents. Nothing like my parents. And guess what? It's inevitable, right? Because they raised us. If they are in our lives through the years, they're going to have, um, they're going to have an effect uh, on our lives because uh, they have uh, uh, pounded things into your mind. Uh, they have showed you things on how uh, to live your life. And there are certain things that you think need to be done this way. Why? Because that's the way you've heard it all the time. That's the way you've seen it uh, all the time. And so uh, what comes in the portal uh, of our eyes and our ears will affect our our minds and affect our thinking. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so we've got to understand that the things that we think on are very, very important. They're going to affect us. They're going to they're going to affect our lives. They're going to affect uh, our goings and our comings. Think about this. One writer said this. He said it like this: We are not what we think we are, but what we think we are. Think about that. We are not what we think we are, but what we think we are. If you pound into your head that you are a sorry rascal and you're no good, guess what it's going to do? You're going you're gonna to think you're a sorry rascal and you're no good. Doesn't matter how many times people tell you that, uh, that, uh, uh, that you're not, no many times uh, that somebody tells you that you're smart, if you continuously tell yourself you're dumb, you're going to convince yourself that you're dumb. Do you know that it's possible? I'm telling you, it is scientifically proven to be possible. If you think yourself sick all the time, you can end up being sick. Scientifically, it's a fact. I mean, you ever heard, you ever heard the statement that he worried himself sick? Literally, worried himself sick. Your worry and the things that you think on and things that you're studying on all the time, over and over and over again, you can get an ulcer. You can have a heart attack. You can have a stroke. All these, can, all these things can happen because of the things that we're thinking on. What does God say? Think on things that are lovely. Think on, think on things that are of a good report. Think on things that make a biblical difference. Think on things that are going to uh, give you joy. Think on things that are going to give you peace. Think on those things in your life, and it will make a difference. We need to be careful 
how we think on the things of life. Watch your thoughts. Somebody said this. Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. It all starts on the things that you think and things that you concentrate on. If we're going to stay right in our lives, we need to concentrate on the things that we think on. Get your, get your mind off of things that are going to destroy you, things that are going to wreck you, worldly things and ungodly things, and turn your mind towards things. Look what he says. Finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, then think on those things. Get those other things out and begin to think on the things of God, it'll change, uh, it'll change your heart. And when your heart is changed, you are changed. Which leads us to the last thing. If we're going to stay right, we've got to pray right. We've got to keep our hearts right. We uh, have got to think right. And then finally, I mean, the obvious conclusion, we need to, we need to do right. You know, we are people of excuses. I mean, we are absolutely people of excuses. Get, can you agree with this statement? I'm telling you, we ought to, everybody ought to agree with this statement. People do what people want to do. Regardless. Regardless of what's going on outside, regardless of what's going on in their life, if they want to do it, they're going to do it. I can't believe, you, you ever heard somebody say this about somebody else? I can't believe they spent this much money on XYZ, something you're not interested in. I can't fathom, listen to me, I can't fathom the amount of money people spend to go and watch cars drive in circles. I can't fathom it. I would, if somebody gave me a ticket to go for free, I wouldn't go. I mean, I just, I'm just not interested in NASCAR. I'm not interested in watching cars go around in circles over and over and for hours. And I just, I just, I don't understand it. And how expensive it is. I mean, it is astronomically expensive to do. But guess what? It's probably expensive to do what you're doing too. The things that you enjoy doing. The things that you enjoy spending time on. The things that you, you go back and, <laughs> you go back and add up. Uh, how much money I've spent on books through the years? It'll hurt your feelings, I promise you. And I get most of my books from thrift stores. I mean, $1.99, 50 cents. I mean, that's the kind of money I spend on my books. But I'm telling you, when you have over 10000 $1.99 adds up. We spend money and we spend time on things that we deem important to us. I mean... We all do it. Every one of us do it in some form or some fashion. We'll go out. Are you a bargain shopper? I'm a bargain shopper. So 
I like, I like to wear very nice brands, or what I consider nice brands. I like to wear Columbia. I like to wear Under Armour. I like to wear you know, some of the higher-end stuff. But this old boy ain't going to the store and spending $80 on, on a polo just because it's dry fit. It just ain't happening. So what do I do? Do you realize there's no excuse? I mean, you can go to Goodwill. Oh, I'm not, I'm not wearing no used stuff. Do you know that some of the stuff still has the tags on it? Never been used? I mean, I'll go and buy. And I, I'm wearing all these things. Man, he just spends all this money. No, no, I just buy it cheap. You know, I just get, I like the nice, I like the nicer stuff. But when I'm in the store, there are certain things I just don't understand. I can't fathom. My stepmom is like this. And she'll go, this is how she shops. She'll go down and she'll say, she's going to buy a can of baked beans. She'll go, $79, $89, $1.19, Because the $1.50 must be better than the 79 cent one. That's kind of the way she thinks. And so I'm the opposite. Baked beans are baked beans. It's in a can. It ain't homemade. I'm buying the 79 cent one. But there are certain things that I'm paying up for. I'm not buying the cheap stuff. I'll give you, for instance, I don't buy cheap toilet paper. Now, I'll buy it for the kids, but <laughs> mine is the expensive stuff, right? I'm not cutting any corners when it comes to some things. I, why? Because I spend money, I spend time on things that are important to me. Don't tell me God's important to you if you don't spend any time doing anything for him. I mean, look at, look at what it takes. Look at what it takes to get people to stay home. It don't take nothing. Now, let me tell you something. They'll, they'll sever their leg and, 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 and shore it up and go on vacation. But, I mean, it's sprinkling outside. It's just too much, preacher. That's too much to ask people to go out. I'm not talking about a thunderstorm. I'm talking about a sprinkle. I'm talking about, oh my goodness, this happened. Oh, I just can't do it because this happened. And we come up with all these excuses why we can't be in church, why we can't pray, why we can't read God's word, why we can't. You know, some people obviously are, are enjoy reading more than other people do. But can I tell you with the technology we have today, there is absolutely no excuse that you don't read God's Word. None. They've got it now where you don't even have to have a Bible to open up. All you got to do is have an app and listen to it. You don't even have to have cassettes. Remember when you had to have cassettes? I have an old copy of Alexander Scorby reading the King James Bible in cassette tape. I mean, it's cool. And then they came out with discs, right? And you have discs. Now, click. You gotta do is push a button and you can listen to God's word. We are just full of excuses. Those things that you've heard and that you've seen, what does Paul say? Do it. Stop making excuses. And do it. When it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to walking with the Lord, when it, when it comes to talking right and walking right and being right, it really comes down to making a decision to just uh, do it, to just uh, do the things uh, that God has called us uh, to do. 
What we do when we rise from our knees is as important as what we say when we're on our knees. No, it don't, it don't, it don't make you super spiritual because you pray some super long prayer. What are you doing with that? What are you doing with the prayer that you pray? What are you doing when you get up off your knees? What are you doing when you leave church? What are you doing when you whatever? I mean, what we do does matter because one day we're going to stand before God and one day we're going to have to give an answer for what we've done in our bodies, whether it be good or bad. Why? When Jesus was on this earth... You ever, you ever think about this? Why did, when Jesus was on this earth, he, he went by the fig tree. Remember when he went by the fig tree? What did he do to the fig tree? He cursed it. And what happened to it? It died. What is the conclusion? Jesus hates figs. Probably not, right? What was, what was the problem? The problem is the fig tree was there for a reason. What was the fig tree's purpose in life to produce figs that's what it was done now jesus didn't curse the fig tree because it wasn't producing apples or it wasn't producing bananas you see god's never called you to produce my fruit god has called you to produce your fruit And when he walked by that fig tree and it wasn't producing the fruit that God intended it to to bear, he cursed it and it died. What does God expect out of us? He expects us to bear fruit. Stop comparing yourself to other people. It was a good day. It was a good day in this preacher's life when I realized I didn't have to compare myself to another preacher. I'm... I'm for any preacher that preaches the gospel. I'm for any preacher that wins souls. I praise the Lord for it. I thank God for it. But I'm not in competition with that preacher. I'm not going to, listen, we're not going to stand before God one day and you and I are going to stand shoulder to shoulder before God at the judgment seat and God's going to say, okay, which one of you did better? That's not how that's going to work. God never expects you to do anything that he's called me to do. But he does expect you to do what he's called you to do. And your excuses and my excuses will never hold water. Because when we stand before God one day, we're going to give an answer. And one day when we stand uh, before God or ultimately kneel before God at the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to have to uh, 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 give an answer for why or why we did not do the things that God has called us to do. Wist I not? Listen, what did Jesus say? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? I must get busy. The time is short now, I don't, I don't know how much time we have. I don't. I know how much time we have in this life. You don't have, know how much time we have in this life. I mean, we could, I mean, we could have another 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. We could go out into eternity tomorrow. This night, your soul could be required of thee. We have no idea how long we have. But I tell you something, our time is short. 
How do we know that? James tells us that, right? What is your life? It's but a vapor. It's here for a little time and poof, it's vanished away. It's gone. We have just a little time. What are we doing? I'm telling you what we do. 90 times out of 100, we waste time. I mean, we, we, are, we are time wasters. And we think this. This is what we think. We think if we're busy, we must be, we must be doing it right. We must, be, we must be okay if we're busy. I can tell you, I've seen some people that are busy that have just wasted their whole life being busy. Being busy about nothing. Let's be busy about things that are going to count. Let's be busy about things that are going to last for eternity. Let's be busy about our families. Let's be busy about souls. Let's be busy about spending time. Do you know time spent with God is never wasted time? You know, once upon a time I used to think that going out and, 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 and laying in a hammock was, was time wasted. Now, I, I relish the time. I can go lay in a hammock on a nice, cool day, just looking up at the trees and looking up at the sky and just talking to God. I mean, how in the, how in the world could we possibly think that's wasted time? Do you know, it's never wasted time to read God's Word. You ever, have you ever sat down and, and you're gonna, just going to spend a little bit of time in God's Word, and you're going to read God's Word, and, and you start reading God's Word, and you start doing some cross-references, and then you look up something, and you say, well, I didn't even know that said that, and, you, and, you, and then you look up, and pretty soon you're an hour in the Word. You say, oh my goodness, I just, don't ever say you wasted your time. You don't ever waste your time in God's Word. You never waste your time going to church. How do I know? I've wasted a lot of time in my life, okay? I mean, let's face it, we probably all have wasted a lot of time in our life. Going to church wasn't one of those times. It's not a waste of time to go to church. Now, I've been to, I've been to some churches where I thought I might have a little waste of time, but, but it ain't never a waste of time to be able to give your life to God. It's never a waste of time to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's never a waste of time to... Spend your time wisely. Those things that you heard and those things that you've seen, go do those things. Paul has left an example. God has given us an example in His Word. God has placed people in our lives that have been examples to us. Go do thou likewise and spend your dash. You've heard that before, right? You know, Every tombstone has three things on it. Now, you used to say that. Now it's kind of changed because now you can have a tombstone with your, before, you, before you die. I guess that's good planning. I don't know. I was just, it's almost jinx. I'm not, gonna, I'm not having mine done before time. But anyways, every tombstone has three dates on it, right? Has a, has a birth date, a death date, and a dash. And you're, and you're born, you're born this day, you, you die this day, those are just days. One day you're born, one day you die. And that dash is everything else. However long that dash might be, it, it might be a very short dash, and it may be a dash that's 90 or 100 years. 
How are you going to spend your dash? Sooner or later, you're getting a dash. You're getting a dash of the rapture of the church is going to happen, one of the two. And so how are we going to be remembered? How are we going to be remembered for being men and women of prayer? How are we going to be remembered for men and women of, uh, 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 of godliness? I mean, whoa, when, when she opened her mouth, what are they going to say? When she opened her mouth, all it was was gossip. What are they going to say when she opened her mouth? Man, all it was was godliness. I mean, he really knew how to get a hold of God. Do you realize with every step that we take, we're leaving a testimony? We're leaving a print behind? I mean, with every, you ever, you ever track something? We used to, when we, were, when we were kids, we used to, we had woods all over the place, and we used to track animals all the time. I mean, we'd track these animals, and we'd look for footprints, and we'd look for all these different things that, that were in the, in the mud and in the dirt. And, and Why? Because they'd leave an impression every time they walked. Do you know that you're leaving an impression every time you walk? Every time you walk. I say this all the time. Do something for the Lord so that the preacher has something to say at your funeral. Right? Because you only get one shot at this. You don't get to get to wherever you're at, 75, 85, 90 years, and go, okay, hold on. I didn't do a very good job, so I'm going to rewind, and we'll do it all over again. You don't get that chance. You don't get that opportunity. It's only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. See, we get one shot. Let's spend our dash. Let's do what God has called us to do right by staying right, by doing right. Think about this. It's called the clock of life. The clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power. To tell just when the hands will stop at, light, at late or early hour. Now is the only time you own. Live love with a will. Place no faith in tomorrow, for the clock may then be still. You have no idea. You might not make it till tomorrow. We put off, don't we? We procrastinate, don't we? And some things, like mowing the lawn, it's okay to procrastinate, right? I mean, it's okay to clean out your refrigerator tomorrow. It's okay to clean your house tomorrow. It's okay to do the dishes tomorrow. There's some things that's okay. There's some things that need to be done, and they need to be done now. Because now is the acceptable time, and today is the day of salvation. Do you know the words that you speak? And the life that you live may save somebody's life. I had something said to me today that in the whole time I've been in ministry, almost 30 years I've been in ministry, I've never had this said to me before. I had somebody come. They didn't even stay for church. They came. They were here in our morning service this morning. And they said to me this morning, or tonight, just before I came into church, said this, I want you to know that literally the words you said this morning saved my life. That was powerful. I mean, I was blown. I was about to sit down. I didn't even know what to say. And she explained some things and, 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 and explained some things to me. And I, and I, said, I said, wow. 
You better be careful with the words you say, the things you think, and the things you do, because they do make a difference in eternity. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight thanking you for your goodness. We're thankful tonight for your mercy. We're so thankful tonight for your forgiveness. You are a great God. You are greatly to be praised. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us. It's our desire to not only be right, but it's our desire to stay right. Help us with our prayer life. Help us with our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would help us to keep our heart with all diligence. Help us to think right. Help us to get our minds in the right place, in the proper place. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to do right. Help us to set aside the excuses. And I pray tonight, Lord, that you would have your will in your way in my life, in our church's life. Help us to make a difference. Help us to be the difference each and every day. Again, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for your spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to do a work in our hearts and our lives. Bless us now as we go into the Lord's Supper. Thank you for a time of worship, a time of remembrance, a time to remember what you've done, a time to remember how you died and gave your life so that we might have life. A time that we can remember that you shed your blood so that we might have the forgiveness of sins. And I pray tonight that if there's anything between us and thee, that we'd get it settled. Help us to be ultimately right with you, not only today, but in every day ahead. We'll love you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As the deacons come.